there, besties. I hope you all are having a great day. My name is Sarah, and welcome back to another episode of My Roman Empires. Woo! Full transparency, if you cannot tell by my voice, I am still sick. I am feeling significantly better, and I'm honestly very, very excited to be recording today. I missed you all already. I'm so sorry I had to miss my upload on Tuesday. I was down bad over the weekend, and honestly, even on Monday, too, like, I lost my voice. I had a clogged ear. I had absolutely no energy it was, it was bad. It was bad. And I believe, you know, my mental and my physical health comes first. This is something that I really work on because I just, I love to talk. I love my online community. I want to share stories about my life. Like this is something that is really fun for me. But unfortunately, when I am feeling that down bad, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't record. I knew that whatever I came up with was just going to be absolutely awful. So I'm sorry that you all did not get a new episode on the 28th, but this is coming to you on the 30th. How is November over already? What happened to this year? How is it almost Christmas? I have so many questions. (laughs) Uh, And I think this episode is actually going to be a bit longer, which is going to be nice. Most of mine have been like 25 to 30 minutes. I think this one might hit an hour, which is exciting. Uh, It'll make up for lost time. Today, we are going to talk about my Roman Empire of concerts. I'm so excited to do a more lighthearted episode, and especially one that is surrounded around music. I love music. I love concerts. I, spoiler alert, have not been to that many concerts in my life, really. I believe that there are 11 concerts that I've been to. And this is if I didn't miss any, which fingers crossed I didn't. That would be really embarrassing if I did. And most of the concerts, all of them but three, have happened for me since 2019. So I didn't go to a lot of concerts growing up. Um, It just wasn't something my family did, but I have always wanted to. And I have a, a partner in Matt who we have similar yet different tastes in music. Like we have a lot of artists in common that we really like, which is good. Um. But we also have like kind of out there different. But regardless, we both love concerts and he's my concert buddy for life. Um, and I'm I'm really excited to dig in deep to all of the memories that I have surrounding these concerts. And we're just going to get into it. We're going to go in chronological order again. So we're going to start with my first concert and then go all the way to the most recent. My first concert ever, I was either five or six years old. So I was very, very young. And I saw Kenny Chesney with the openers being Rascal Flatts and Uncle Cracker. I am a huge country music early. Actually, as I wrote this list down of all the concerts I've been to, 
almost all of them have been country concerts. I mean, I am from Indiana after all. I grew up in a very, very small town. Of course, I listen to country music. And as a kid, Rascal Flatts was my favorite band. I was obsessed with them. Their song Mayberry is so catchy, but also I just, I love that song. I think I loved it so much because it had the word May in the title and my birthday is in May. You know how five-year-old brains work. <laughs> um, And this concert I went to, it was my myself and my mom and my mom's friend and my mom's friend's stepdaughter who was like 10 years older than me. So I was five or six, she was 15 or 16. And it was a surprise to me. My mom's friend was in the Rascal Flats fan club. And so she either got like a discount or like early access or something like that to the tickets. So she was able to get them. And my mom wanted to go with her, obviously, and knew how much I loved Rascal Flats and country music in general and decided to take me with her. The concert was in Fort Wayne, Indiana which if you're from Indiana, you probably know Fort Wayne is not like a huge major city by any means. But it was a big deal for me because I was from a tiny, 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 tiny town. And I didn't really travel that much. My family never really traveled much. If we got in the car for more than 15 minutes, it was like, a huge ordeal. And I actually looked yesterday when I was preparing for this episode from my hometown to Fort Wayne. It was exactly a two hour car ride. So first off, two hours in a car is a long time for a five to six year old. But also when you like never travel, that's like even bigger deal. I remember I'm going to age myself here, okay? I remember I had my little portable DVD player, and I remember watching the Freaky Friday DVD while we were traveling to the concert. Of course, still, even though I loved the movie Freaky Friday, still do, I still couldn't keep myself entertained. I was anxious. I was bored. Naturally, I was asking my mom like every 15 minutes when we would be there. Then we got there and we got to the hotel, which was fun, exciting. And all I remember about the hotel is checking in, going up to our room again the whole time. I'm six years old. I've never stayed in a hotel before. I think this is just the the coolest shit ever, guys. The coolest ever. And then the hotel has a swimming pool. An outdoor swimming pool at that. So I really feel like I am just living the bougie celebrity life, okay? (laughs) So I remember we went swimming with my mom, my mom's friend, and her stepdaughter, And then I don't really remember much except arriving at the concert and like walking in and the place to me is a massive, huge venue. And I remember we had the physical tickets, again, aging myself. We had the printed out tickets and my mom and her friend like walking over to one of the employees there at the venue and this employee had like a long flashlight and she's like using the flashlight to get our tickets and see our seats and we were on the floor 
Okay, we were on the floor. A lot of the concerts that I've been to since were not like seated concerts, really. I've been to a lot of like general admission concerts or like concerts that are outdoor venues that have a huge lawn. But this like inside, I was on the floor and that's the only time I've ever had floor seats to a concert. It was my very first concert ever. I want to say we were in row like 10 or 11. So we were relatively close. But of course, I'm five or six years old. These are floor seats. Everyone is standing on the floor. I can't see shit. (laughs) I can't see shit. I remember having the time of my life and thinking it was so fun. I mean, I loved Rascal Flatts and Kenny Chesney. I mean, if you grow up in the early 2000s and you listen to like mainstream country music, those were two really big artists at the time. So I had so much fun. Um, I do have one memory of my mom's friend asking the people behind us if it was okay if I stood on my seat to take a picture with my little disposable camera. And of course, who is going to tell the little five-year-old girl with the long curly hair in front of you that she can't stand on her seat and match your height, probably, honestly, for two minutes to take a picture. So they said yes, and I re- I still this day remember hopping up on my seat, snap, hopping back down, still can't really see anything. Of course, they had like the big screens, so I just remember watching the screen the whole time. Um, and it was it was a super fun show. Like I said, I don't remember a lot of like I don't remember what songs they played. I don't remember if anything like funny happened or whatever. But I do remember when we left, then we were going to go get merch. And my mom was gonna get me a shirt. And I remember standing there forever. It seriously felt like we were in line for like an hour realistically we were probably in line for like 20 to 30 minutes which is a long time uh you know how merch lines be after concerts sometimes it can be chaos and I just remember looking at the wall of all the shirts and I wanted a rascal flat shirt obviously like they were my fave but like all of the rascal flat shirts just had like their faces on them you know, just pictures of the band. And I'm a six-year-old girl, okay? I do not want a t-shirt with these men in their, like, I don't know, in their 30s on it. So, like, I I didn't, I remember I did not like any of the shirts. Their target demographic was not young kids. Like, obviously, they did not really have merch for kids. So, I remember I picked out a shirt and I told my mom that was what I liked naturally that was the same shirt that my mom's friend's stepdaughter picked out and my mom was like convinced that I just was copying her and I just wanted to be her and so my mom was like no no you don't want that one like pick another one and so I just settled on a shirt that I didn't even like (laughs) that I didn't even like didn't really want But otherwise, like, really, really positive, fun memory. I don't remember much about, like, the drive back or anything like that. I do remember we got back to our hotel, and I probably fell asleep instantly. And I remember my mom was like, okay, breakfast in the morning. Breakfast is from 7 to 10 or whatever. Standard breakfast hours. 
And naturally, my mom and I overslept. My mom's friend and her stepdaughter went to breakfast, but we overslept. My mom is the kind of person still to this day, I'm I'm pretty sure, I don't know, but I'm going to assume uh, still to this day that can sleep until noon every, every single day if you let her. <laughs> so as a kid, anytime we stayed in a hotel, going to the hotel breakfast was extremely difficult for us because my mom cannot even get out of bed for like 10 minutes to grab a plate and then come back to the room like that was that was not happening but it always holds a special place in my heart is my first concert I do believe that Kenny Chesney did a tour last year I think it was called the I Go Back Tour because that's one of his songs and he literally went back to some of the places that he performed at when he was more of like an up-and-coming artist and Kelsey Ballerini was his opener too for this tour which I love her um unfortunately I did not go see them I really wish I did though because one of the places that they played was Fort Wayne and I think that would have been like really sweet to go back to my first concert ever but I didn't go because uh, by the time I found out about it the beginning sale had already happened and so all the tickets were resale tickets and like even for like way up in like the rafters, they were ridiculous. They were ridiculously priced. You know how concert tickets are nowadays. So I didn't go, but I think that's really cool that he did that and like that he went back and performed. And I hope that some of the people that were there 20 years ago when I went to my first concert ever were able to also go back and see Kenny Chesney again. I'm going to take a real quick break because I need to get a drink. I thought I would be able to do this talking better and I'm realizing as I'm going like my voice is kind of sounding shitty so I'm I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't apologize for this. I really need to stop apologizing for everything. Um I really thought I was going to sound better. I feel fine. Like I'm excited to be here, happy to be talking with you all and back in the swing of podcasting, but my voice is weird. So one moment. Okay. So my second concert ever that I went to was when I was in middle school. I want to think that it was the summer after sixth grade or maybe the summer after seventh grade. I'm not quite sure exactly. It was to see... Lady Antebellum and Tim McGraw. I was a huge Lady Antebellum fan in middle school. Like this was right around their peak when the Need You Now album was out, which if you listen to country music at the time, I'm sure you know, like that album was super popular. It was nominated for like five bazillion Grammys the year that it came out. Like that was definitely Lady Antebellum's peak to say the least. Um, I don't really listen to their music anymore. I listen to country nowadays, but I listen to more like the alternative, like alt country, much less mainstream than some of these artists. Still have a special place in my heart, even if I don't listen to them every day now. But anyways, so I was a huge huge Lady Antebellum band and this is really embarrassing okay but I'm I'm just gonna gonna share the embarrassing stories anyways 
So when I was in middle school, I had a bunch of Twitter accounts that were just basically like Stan accounts, but they were Stan accounts for country music artists, which looking back on it now, the people who were in like the country music Stan accounts arena on Twitter were probably like my mom's age. And then there's me, <laughs> a 12 year old girl. But that again, that was the music that I listened to and that I loved and was obsessed with. And so I had this Stan account. I was interacting with all these different country artists. And I remember back in that day, it was so common to tweet at your favorite singer and be like, oh, well, today's my birthday. Wish me happy birthday and see if you could get some. I feel like I did get some. I don't remember who, but definitely got some random country music people to tell me happy birthday when I was 13 years old so that's a win that's a win also please don't try to find these accounts number one they probably have the stupidest usernames ever and you'll never be able to find them I don't know what the usernames are I hope that they just got like deactivated or like removed from twitter for inactivity if they're still out there like that is the most embarrassing thing ever. And I hope I never see it because I will probably throw up from embarrassment. Honestly, like no one wants to read a Twitter feed full of their thoughts as a 13 year old. Just saying. Anyway, there was some account on Twitter that was doing a ticket giveaway. And all you had to do was like retweet and respond to their tweet. I entered, I won. I'm pretty sure this was just some, like, company that wanted to grow their Twitter presence that had a bunch of lawn seats to this show and was just giving it away to anyone who entered because I won. And then when I won and I told my mom about it and stuff, there were only two tickets. She was like, you should enter again on another account and try to get two more so that, you know, we can all go. And so I did. I made a fake account for my brother and his account won too. And so now we have four free tickets. They were lawn seats. If you're from Indiana, it was the, the venue in Noblesville, which is close to Indianapolis. I call it Ruoff because that's the most familiar name for me. The name's changed a billion times, but it's one of those outdoor venues that has a massive lawn and then a bunch of like seats in the pavilion. So we got four free lawn tickets and it was me, my mom, my brother, my sister, who was very, very young, like maybe five. And then her dad came to... But he bought a ticket, which was less than like $50. Honestly, it might have only been like 20 bucks back then. Um, and we all went. And I remember, again, like this is a big to-do. This is only the second concert I've been to in my life. My mom, who's a grown adult, like also hasn't really gone to that many concerts. She did go see Tim McGraw and Faith Hill on their Soul to Soul tour. And I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift was their opener. Like, I'm talking like 2006 Taylor Swift was their opener and I am forever jealous of that. I remember my mom coming home though and being like, Sarah, you do not wish you went actually because they were in the very back row 
of like the very, 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 very top nosebleeds. My mom said the whole time she was just sitting there holding onto her seat, holding her breath. And I was a young child who was extremely afraid of heights. So I don't think that would have gone over well for me. But I still am extremely jealous of her. Anyways, I remember the drive to the concert. Again, like an hour-long drive was a huge, huge deal for us. And I remember stopping at Subway before we went to the concert to get dinner. And then I remember getting there and just like finding a random spot on the lawn. And we had our blankets and just sitting down and waiting for the show to start. I remember I had my digital camera. We uploaded from the disposable people. I had a digital camera that I took with me everywhere as a kid. This was before we had iPhones that could make pictures. And I remember I took like hundreds of pictures of the grainy screen at Ruoff that I was watching the concert on because you couldn't really see the stage in the lawn. You just kind of had to watch the screens. Uh, I took like hundreds and then of course I uploaded them all to Facebook the next day because that was right when like I started on Facebook so I was like 12 or 13 years old. The whole concert I, I remember it being super fun. I had a really good time. I Like I said I loved Lady Antebellum and Tim McGraw is like one of the biggest country artists ever so of course I was a fan of him too. I remember though in the days leading up to the concert, listening to my Lady Antebellum CDs in like straight order and memorizing the order because I didn't know how concerts worked. I'd only been to one before and I was like five years old, so I barely remembered it. I thought they were going to start with the first song on their CD and just work their way through. I had no idea. Number one, they were an opener, so their set wasn't going to be that long. And number two, no, they're not going to play the entirety of their CD. They're going to create a separate set list with just their head. So that was an adjustment. But I got to hear all the all the good, all the big songs. And so I was happy. We didn't get any merch or anything like that at that concert. I do remember a couple things. Number one, my sister was very, very young. She was like five, okay? Her and her her dad are there with us, and they're pretty much just sitting on the blanket, like, the whole time, and he's occupying her. And it's a country concert. It's the middle of summer. You know, if you've ever been to one of those outdoor music venues, I feel like you can understand. At country concerts, there are a lot of drunk middle-aged women and there was a group of them behind us that were like extremely drunk and they kept talking to my sister and I'm pretty sure they like spilled beer on her or her dad at one point and they were just being loud and obnoxious and annoying um you know you know how it goes <laughs> that's the main thing I remember I also remember it taking forever to get out of that parking lot, which I have been to Ruoff one other time since, uh, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. But it, it the traffic can be so bad getting out of there. Like, it can take you forever. And I just remember sitting in that parking lot and just waiting and waiting and waiting for our chance to leave. But those are my first two concerts. 
And then my next concert, again, big break. My next concert was not until my freshman year of college. Okay. I went to Ball State University for undergrad before I went there. I feel like every year they had a bigger, like really popular, like mainstream artist come and do a concert in the spring semester. I believe it was the fray a year or two before I went there. My freshman year was like the last year they had released concerts. So I only got to experience this once and I almost didn't go. It was Macklemore. <laughs> okay. Out of everyone that I'm about to say I've seen in concert, I think Macklemore is the most embarrassing. <laughs> but Macklemore was really popular back then. Like I was a freshman in college in 2015. They had Thrift Shop, Same Love, Can't Hold Us. Like all of those songs were really, really popular. And honestly, the concert was really fun. But backstory. So I don't know if those of you who have been to college can relate. I do know Purdue does this now. Like they have concerts every year. They actually had Noah Khan. <laughs> okay. They had Noah Khan in fall of 2022. It was like right after I got married. And I should have went. I should have went. To this day, I still regret it because my husband and I, even though neither of us are students at Purdue, we could have gotten tickets, two tickets to see Noah Khan for like $50 total. And I am so mad because that was right before he had like blown up, like stick season had just come out, but not the we'll all be here forever version. And I remember like listening to his music and I was like, you know, I like a couple of these songs, but like, I don't have to go, you know what I mean? My husband asked me if I want to go and I was like, "Mm, no. And now I'm like, why did I not go? So mad at myself. This happens to me so often. We'll talk about this again in a minute when I get to the next artist that I've seen in concert. But if you even sort of like a newer artist, please go to their shows when they are new and they are playing at universities or smaller clubs or bars. Please go see them because I am telling you, if they blow up, shout out to the TikTokification of music, you're never going to be able to buy tickets to see them again. You're just not. I feel like the only way to see people nowadays is to see someone who is like popular and good and that you love, but not like crazy big. Like my big three musical artists, Taylor Swift, Noah Khan, Zach Bryan, three artists that are incredibly hard to get tickets to. (laughs) They just are. And so I will forever be mad that I did not go see Noah Khan. Anyways, we're not talking about him right now. We're talking about Matt (laughs) Lamar. So students could go get tickets. Um, and I believe the student discount for tickets was like $10, maybe 20, but I think it was $10 for a ticket. And you had to go in person on the day that they released them and stand in line at the box office and buy your ticket in person. And the tickets went on sale during first semester. First semester freshman year, I was incredibly awkward. I did not have a lot of friends. I was not super well connected. I didn't like 
I didn't really put myself out there. I was, I was really shy, really guarded. So my friend group that it was a part of, they went and got tickets and I was not invited. Granted, not everyone went. It was only three of them, but like they did not even ask me if I remember correctly. I might be misremembering. So if any of them hear this and they're like, actually, we didn't. You said no. I'm sorry, but I'm like pretty sure they didn't include me at all, which is what it is now. That was almost 10 years ago. I don't care. But they went, they got the tickets. Great fun. Love that for them. The concert comes. I'm starting to get the FOMO. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone I know is going to this Macklemore concert. I wish I could go. Lo and behold, someone in their group decided they didn't want to go anymore. And so they had an extra ticket. And day of, I like paid the person who originally bought the ticket the like 10 or $20. And I went. We had balcony seats, but we were in the very front row of the balcony. And it was just like a party. Honestly, it was just like a party. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was fun to, you know, dance and sing with my friends. I still have pictures like on my phone with my freshman year friends from that concert. It's a really positive memory. I don't have a lot of really positive memories from freshman year of college, if I'm being honest, but that one was fun. It was a really fun show. Macklemore is really entertaining live like he is really good at hyping people up but it still is kind of embarrassing to say that I've been to a Macklemore concert I don't know why um I feel like there's just this like millennial stigma around him which makes sense because pretty much everyone there was millennial technically I'm not a millennial technically I'm the oldest Gen Z I was born in 97 but you know anyways we're going to take a real quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about all of the concerts that I have been to from 2019 on, and trust me, there's a lot. <laughs> all right, so the next concert that I went to was in fall of 2019, when I went to go see Rustin Kelly in Chicago. He was performing at Talia Hall. Rustin Kelly is someone that most of you listening may not know. He is a smaller artist, especially compared to everyone else that I'm going to talk about today. But he is amazing. If you like folksy, alt-country, I do really think you will enjoy his music. He did open for Noah Khan for a few of his shows on the most recent tour. He has a lot of songs about mental health, struggling with addiction, relationships he has a cover of all too well by taylor swift which did kind of blow up on tiktok a little bit he was married to casey musgraves i just want to jump ahead they did get a divorce i love them but from what i have read and seen the divorce was like mutual and like no one's to blame i'm not picking sides okay i'm not picking sides i don't pick sides between taylor swift and harry styles I don't pick sides between Russ and Kelly and Casey Musgraves. I am a child of divorce. My parents are divorced too. So I'm used to it. No picking sides here. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I've seen Russ and Kelly three times. Again, this is why you find the smaller artist that sings the genre vibe that you love. 
you enjoy their music. They have lots of like general mission shows at smaller venues. You go see them as much as you can. Okay. Biggest piece of advice for you right there. First time I saw him was in fall 2019. This was right after Matt and I had first started dating. He had dropped me off at my work one day and within like 15 minutes, he texted me. and was like, you need to listen to this song. It was Mockingbird by Wrestling Kelly. And he was like, I think you'll really like this. It popped up on his Spotify as like a recommended song. And I loved it. I listened to it on loop. And I was like, yes, this is a good song. And then that's when my like Wrestling Kelly obsession really started. And that album, Dying Star, is my favorite of his. So if any of you are into like the alternative alt country music or music that talks about like mental health relationships addictions stuff like that then I definitely recommend the album Dying Star by Wrestling Kelly it's really really good so then me barely knows this artist Matt barely knows this artist he decides to buy us tickets to his show because he was looking on his website and he had a show in a like a couple of weeks in Chicago. Matt's grandma lives in Chicago. Like how convenient is that? And so he buys us tickets and we decide to go. This was one of the first like big things we did in our relationship. So we go up to Chicago, we go see his grandma. I think that was the first time I ever met his grandma, which is crazy to think now. And then we go grab dinner at this cute little hot dog place. <laughs> I don't know the name, unfortunately. If any of you know what I'm describing and you let me know the name of the place, I can update in a future episode. But it was essentially like the hot dog version of Bob's Burgers, okay? It was this cute little hole-in-the-wall place. It was family-owned. Like the husband and wife were working and like making our food and stuff. And then they lived upstairs above their restaurant and they had a couple young kids they kept running back and forth between like the restaurant and their house upstairs the food was really good really cheap it was it was great it was within walking distance to talia hall if i remember correctly so we got our our food and then we walked over and we got there super early like people were in line to get in but by the time we got there i think we waited maybe 10 or 15 minutes and then we were allowed in. Talia Hall is beautiful. I definitely want to go back sometime. Such a beautiful venue. And I go in. I get my little margarita. And then I just walk my way up to the barricade. And there's enough room for Matt and I. Right there. Barricade. Front row. Boom. I didn't know Wrestling Kelly as well as I do now. I did know like his more popular songs. But I didn't know his whole discography yet. Um, so it was kind of like, I'm just kind of vibing and then singing every word, but it was a really, really good show out of, I've seen him three times, 2019, 2020, 2021. The first time I saw him was by far my favorite. And fun fact, where I was standing in the front row, I could see behind the stage. So I could see his crew members. All those people that, you know, kind of usually stand in the wings of a show, I could see them. This was while he was still married to Casey Musgraves. And Matt and I 
were talking on the way there and he, Matt was like, what if Casey Musgraves is there? Because she had just wrapped up her tour that she was going on, I'm pretty sure. And like, she did not have a show that night or anything like that. And I was like, I, I wish, I wish she would be there. She was fucking there. Okay. She was fucking there. I don't know if this is a widely known thing (laughs) because she never came out and performed and only like myself and my husband and the few people around us on like the barricade and maybe like a row behind could see her. He never acknowledged she was there. She didn't come out. This was like right after Golden Hour, her like big album that won like album of the year. Casey was a massive, massive country artist. I'm pretty sure they did not have the security for her. That's my guess. I don't want to get into conspiracies otherwise, but that's my guess as to why she didn't come out. But I saw her standing there and I nearly fucking fainted. Like, I'm not kidding. It was like two so Casey Musgraves. Like that was my one and two at a time. I nearly fainted. I was not expecting to see her there at all, which is something about me. I don't get super starstruck if I know I'm going to see an artist because I think I like mentally prepare myself. Okay, you're going to this person's concert. Of course, you're going to see them. Even with Taylor Swift, when I went to see Taylor Swift, like I was so excited and it was like, finally, like long time coming for sure. But I wasn't surprised, I guess. Well, I was surprised to see Casey and then spoiler alert for my Taylor Swift show I was at the show that Maren Morris was at I also really love Maren Morris and when she brought her out I damn near fucking painted again (laughs) so if I ever run into a celebrity in the wild I'm pretty sure I will die on the spot just saying anyways that was a really really good show Matt and I actually stayed in this really cute Airbnb in Chicago and that was just a really fun time that was like the first like mini trip that we ever took and lots and lots of good memories then 2020 I saw Russ and Kelly in February of 2020 this was one of the last things that Matt and I did before the pandemic this was only a couple months after we saw him in 2019. He was performing in Indy at Old National Center. And it was a spur of the moment thing. Like, I'm pretty sure I bought tickets day off. And we, like, got there right before it started. We were pretty far back. But it was still a really fun show. I then saw him again in 2021. It was on Halloween of 2021. And I bought those tickets as I think it was a birthday gift for Matt. That show was at the Vogue in Indy, which is one of my favorite venues in Indy. I just think it's really cool. They do lots of like themed nights, like they do like Taylor Swift night or like disco night, or they do like Shrek raves. It's really cool. If you're from Indiana, I definitely recommend you go see a show there. They have lots of smaller artists that go there as well. I saw Rustin there in 2021 on Halloween. Again, really good show. Um, That day, though, I will never forget. It was a little uncomfy for us to even go to the concert because Matt was let go of from his job. Like, very, very shocking and surprisingly the same day. I'm not going to get into it because it's not my story to tell. But, like, he was, like, pretty 
upset as was I like that's a big deal to get let go of from your job um but you know we already had the tickets and we went and it was an artist that we both loved I haven't seen Rustin since I don't think he's been in my area and I've kind of faded away from his music a little he's still very very good but he's not like one of those that's in my daily rotation I need to listen to him. Maybe after this podcast episode, I will go back and and listen to him again because it is very nostalgic, especially for early on in my relationship with Matt and the fact that I've seen him three times. He's the artist I've seen the most. Bessie is, I'm going to take a big break. So if I sound significantly different when we record the rest of this, that's why. This is a longer episode, like I said, and I'm like kind of struggling <laughs> to get through it right now. I feel fine. Like I said, I'm just like my voice is a little shot. I have five more concerts to go. So after my break, uh, I will be back and I will finish out with the last five. Talk to you soon. Hi besties, we're back. Thanks for sticking with me. I have four more concerts to go through. And the next concert that I went to is Brothers Osborne, which this is actually really funny timing because I checked my phone during my quick little break to like make myself feel better, catch my breath, you know, get my thoughts in order for the next four, five. I'm sorry for the next five concerts that I've been to. And I saw on Instagram that Brothers Osborne announced their new tour for next year. So fun stuff. I saw Brothers Osborne summer 2021. And every year, I feel like Ticketmaster does this like promo where they're like, get discounted lawn tickets. And Matt and I wanted to go to one and Brothers Osborne is who we ended up going to see because, you know, I like country. Matt likes some country. He does like them. Um, It was someone that we could agree on. Again, I wasn't like a huge stan when I went to the concert, but I do, I do really like their music. They are incredibly good live. If you're looking for a really good, really engaging country music show by people who are not like shit humans like they were actually like genuinely really good humans I recommend Brothers Osborne I don't have a lot of stories about this concert except we had lawn tickets when we got there I found a seat in the lawn and I plopped I had my little seat on the blanket or I don't even think I had a blanket I think I just sat on the ground. I don't remember. And then Matt went to go find the seat upgrades. So like day of at places like that, you can usually pay like an extra like $20 or something to upgrade your ticket and be in the pavilion. And so that's what Matt was going to do. Matt was first in line to go get seat upgrades, but they were having like major, major issues with their system. So he was in line for like 30 minutes, I think waiting for it to reset so they were able to give him the upgrades and I just remember like being plopped in like the middle of these like groups of people because people were like crowding in because we were pretty close to the front like there was barely enough room for Matt and I and then he comes back after like 30 minutes of being gone it's like okay let's go and like the concert hadn't even started yet I don't think so 
worked out. We got up there before even the openers. We got really good seats in the pavilion. I also remember you could bring a clear baggie with food and Matt made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And we also had like goldfish crackers, stuff like that. So Matt is like sitting there during Brothers Osborne's set eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which I just thought was so funny and cute. That's all I got about that concert, but that was a really good show too. Um, the next concert that I went to was Outlaw Music Festival, and I went there in 2022. Outlaw Music Festival is headlined by the icon himself, Willie Nelson, and I also saw all the openers were Britney Spencer, Charlie Crockett, who Charlie Crockett is amazing. If you're looking for like a smaller artist that has like a really, really good old country sound, he is really great. I think he is on the verge of blowing up. So if you have an opportunity to see him, I definitely recommend. His voice is amazing. Jason Isbell, who I absolutely love. Nathaniel Raycliffe, and then Willie Nelson. That concert was so fun. It was like all day, but it was so fun and it was so worth it to be able to go see an icon like Willie Nelson. I was so excited to see him because he is just like such a, a staple in country music. But that concert, I remember, took a little too many substances. Um, We'll just leave it at substances and you can infer what I'm talking about but I still had the time in my life <laughs> we spent so much money though because we kept getting drinks and this was at Ruoff which was the same venue that I saw Lady Antebellum at years ago we did have pavilion seats thankfully but I remember we spent way more money than we wanted because we were there for so long. Like the concert was way longer than a normal show. And you know how drinks are at concerts. Like one tall boy is going to set you back like 20 bucks. So it adds up really fast. I also remember, I think this was after Jason, but before Nathaniel, going to get myself food and I was so in the clouds because of my substances. I'm not condoning or saying this is good behavior, by the way. Please be responsible. Please be safe. Please don't do illegal things, okay? I was so in the clouds <laughs> with all of that that I felt like I was like floating to go and um get my food and get myself a drink and I have really bad social anxiety like really bad but I was perfectly okay with walking there by myself going getting a drink asking what drinks they have picking out my drink getting a burger coming back eating my food and that was the best burger ever like the best burger ever. Matt and I will still talk about that burger and fries sometimes because it was so, so, so good. And if we ever go back to Ruoff, which actually we are going back to Ruoff next summer because we're seeing Tyler Childers, we will be getting one of those burgers. You best believe. That was a really fun show though. Um, My uh, mother-in-law and her husband and couple of her friends also came but their tickets were not near us their seats were 
a couple rows over, but we carpooled there together and we tailgated together and had barbecue food beforehand and had some drinks and stuff. But we were separated the show during the show, but it was still fun to all get to go together. It was a really busy weekend, but a weekend that I will never forget. Lots of fun memories. We're moving on to 2023. If I said that that concert was in 2021, I think I lied to you. I think it was in 2022. And Brothers Osborne was in 2021. Sorry. I don't know why every year blurs together anymore. (laughs) Moving on to 2023, I had a goal this year to attend at least five concerts. Unfortunately, that did not happen. I do think we had tickets to five concerts, but we had to cancel a couple just due to other life stuff that was going on at the time. We weren't able to go, but I did go to three. The first was Jason Isbell again. If you like country music, if you want an artist who is an amazing songwriter, an amazing storyteller that talks a lot about having a rough childhood, dealing with addiction, mental health, being a father, themes like that, definitely recommend Jason. He's also an amazing, progressive human being. Really, really good singer. Such a good concert. Seriously, all three of the concerts that I went to this year were amazing. So we saw him in, I want to think, February in Brown County, Indiana, which I love Brown County. We got a hotel right near their music venue. We were actually able to walk from the hotel to the venue and back. It was like maybe a 10-minute walk. It was a little chilly, but not too bad. And so we didn't have to deal with traffic or parking because I think you had to pay to park there or anything like that. We were able to scoot in and scoot out. And that was a really fun show. And then like just just getting away and being in a little hotel. And Matt and I love Brown County. That's actually where he proposed to me was at Brown County State Park. So that's a really sweet place to visit. Um, And the concert was tons of fun. I don't have any other like super core memories from the show, um, but still a, a concert that I look back on fondly. Honestly, every concert that I've been to, I look back on fondly, even if, you know, like the day off, some not so great things happened, or maybe the artist isn't my favorite person anymore, anything like that. I still have all these positive memories, and that's why I want to continue to go to more and more concerts, because they just bring me so much joy, and it's so unfortunate that Getting tickets to concerts, one, is so incredibly hard to do because Ticketmaster is a bitch, but two, are so expensive nowadays, like ridiculously so. All right, we've reached the concert that I am sure many of you tuned in for. I was lucky enough to go see Taylor Swift, Night 2, Chicago, The Eras Tour. Let's talk about it. I've been a lifelong Swifty. I've been a Swifty since fifth grade. If you haven't listened to my Roman Empires of Taylor Swift, my first episode, go listen to it. You will hear my whole history with that. I was so fortunate. I won the Great War of Ticketmaster. 
I got really good seats. They were in the lower bowl. They were aisle seats. I had an amazing view. I'm very, very fortunate and I'm very, very blessed as, you know, this was just like something I've dreamed of. And realistically, I don't know if I'll be able to ever go see Taylor again. I'd love to go see her in Indianapolis next year, but the tickets are super expensive. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but I would love to. And I know like not everyone who is a Taylor Swiftian was fortunate enough to get to go, which is really sad. So I do know like I'm very privileged, even though I only got to go once. And I'm very grateful that I was able to. So we stayed with Matt's dad. They live in Northwest Indiana. So it was pretty close to go see Taylor Swift. And we drove. We drove into Chicago. We got there pretty early. And we parked in Waldron Deck which is a really good place to park if you're going to a concert at Soldier Field. I 110% recommend. We were able to get on the very top to like the open area of the deck where you can tailgate and you can like drink and, you know, do all that. And that's what we did most of the day. We just, we hung out, listened to Taylor Swift, tailgated, drank, the whole, the whole thing. Got my merch. They had tons of merch trucks everywhere. And then, you know, nothing really stands out about the tailgating process. I will say though, if I ever go to a three hour concert again, I am not drinking alcohol. Okay, because number one, my body is not able to handle a three hour concert like I thought it would be. So it was really tough on me. But also like drinking, it like wore me out. And my buzz did not last the whole time. I only bought one alcoholic drink in the venue. And I bought one for Matt and then a bottle of water. And I'm pretty sure that was like $60. So it was expensive. I was not super drunk, but honestly, like... I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. And if I could go back in time, I would not have had a bunch of seltzers in the parking lot before I went in because I think it just made me groggy and feel gross. I also don't like drinking that much anymore. So yeah. Um my openers for Taylor Swift were Owen and Girl in Red. They were both fantastic. I love Girl in Red so much. So it was so fun. Um Two really good openers, too. Honestly, I was happy. And then Taylor Swift comes out. The whole show is a great time. It's a party. I'm singing. I'm dancing. I'm having the time of my life. Except I have to sit for half of the show because I'm old and not in good shape. And I couldn't stand and jump and sing for three hours long. Unfortunately, I wish I could have. That's why I'm so glad there was an Eros Tour movie because I got to rewatch it and like re-enjoy it without like you know the 10 seltzers in my body and the heat of the summer in Chicago and the crowds and so that was really nice amazing show amazing show Maren Morris was there surprise guest my surprise songs were You All Over Me with Maren Morris and then I Don't Want to Live Forever honestly 
not two of my favorite songs by any means, but two very surprising surprise songs. I was not expecting Marin to be there at all. I feel like there weren't that many. I mean, she Taylor had like Aaron Desner and Jack Antonoff a few times, but besides that, what like Mark Marcus Mumford, and then Marin. I can't think of any other like surprise surprise guests outside of the main I consider Aaron and um Jack to be like main players in the Taylor Swift cinematic universe so they're not that much of a surprise to me but anyways I love Marin I said that earlier I literally like screamed and almost fell down when she came out I was so excited and I'm so happy that Taylor brought her out because country music has been fucking me into Marin Morris for no reason and I'm so glad that Taylor brought her somewhere where she could see how loved she is. Um, that That's just phenomenal. And the performance was great. We did leave early. We left after Bejeweled. So I missed Mastermind and Karma. Best decision I ever made. I'm, I'm sorry, besties. If you go see Taylor Swift and you don't want to sit in traffic for three hours, please leave early. Please leave a couple songs early. By the time we made it back to the car, karma was ending i could still hear it didn't get any confetti though which is sad um i did get a first fall of snow confetti i still have it it landed in my mouth <laughs> i have a really funny tiktok but when she sings all too well 10 um she has like white confetti that kind of falls down as snow and a piece of it landed in my mouth and I still have it with me to this day. Anyways, please leave early. We were able to leave and just get the hell out of there. And I saw pictures and videos and heard experiences of how bad it was in Chicago leaving Taylor Swift. And I'm so glad that we avoided that. It's so crazy, though. I've heard so many stories of people getting, like, stranded, ordering an Uber, and the Uber canceling on them or the Uber being like ridiculously expensive. People having to like scale walls to get out of there because they went out the wrong exit or like it just wasn't clear where they were supposed to go. Like people are tired. They're dressed up super cute. They're, you know, in their heels. They've been there all day. They just sat through a three hour long concert and now they can't get home. Like it is ridiculous. But if you want to avoid all that, unfortunately, like I do think the best answer is to leave a little bit early. I am still holding my breath across my fingers that I am somehow going to be able to go see Taylor in Indianapolis, but like I know realistically I probably won't. It's just it's sad because India is my is my home and it would be nice to see my girl in my hometown. <laughs> All right, one last concert. This is my second favorite concert I've ever been to. That was this past summer. Uh, we went to go see Mount Joy, another artist that I think you all should listen to. Um, they are more like a indie folk rock band, but they're amazing. They're amazing. They're so good live. So good live, probably like one of the best artists live that I've ever seen. I saw them at Rock the Ruins, which is in Holiday Park in Indianapolis, which is an amazing venue. I love what they're doing there. Every summer they have a handful of like 
small-ish artists that come in and perform and it's all outdoors and it's mostly open seating like bring your own chairs they have a lot of like local Indianapolis food vendors there it's really cool my husband Matt at the last minute bought seat upgrades for us did not tell me and with these like seat upgrades and this like VIP package that Matt bought you got a reserve seat in the front row so you didn't have to bring your folding chairs or your blanket they had like a row of actual seats there and you got one you got unlimited beer and wine as much as you wanted for free you had a server that would bring the beer and wine to you granted they did only have one server for the whole area so I did have to get up a couple times to grab his drinks because that girl was running a mile a minute and I think they should have had way more just my opinion you had access to like VIP food you had access to like a private VIP bathroom so you didn't have to use the nasty porta potties and we were right there we were right there front and center for the whole show they didn't have any openers they actually played technically like two sets and they broke it up with like a quick break it was so good. The whole time, Matt and I are just sitting there vibing. We're having fun. Their songs are just so catchy and so, like, groovy and cool. I love them. I love them. I really want to go see them again. I really wish I lived near Boston and I could go see Mount Joy and Noah Khan together, but I do not live in Boston and I do not have a bazillion dollars to buy those tickets. So, unfortunately, I will not. And then, in the end, Matt was given one of one of the set lists. We've never gotten a set list before, but they had a few, and the guitar player, like, pointed right at Matt and tossed it to him. And that was so cool. Matt has loved Mount Joy for way longer than I have. Like, he's been a really big fan for years, um, and they've really grown on me. Like, I've, I've said a million times, I've sung their praises. They're amazing. They're so good live. So having this at list is really, is really cool, and it's just sitting by our record player. And it will forever be a fun little memory of a really good concert, a really, really good day, that, you know, Matt surprised me with those upgrades and that really took the experience to the next level where they didn't have any other seltzer besides Bud Light seltzers. And that was starting my, like, I didn't even really drink that much phase. Like I was telling Matt, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to drink. And he was like, well, <laughs> I did buy us an upgrade that gave us unlimited alcohol. And then, like, he was able to drink beer and stuff, too. The food there was really good. We had pizza and these really good burger sliders. There's so many really, really, really good local restaurants in Indy. I definitely recommend. Let me know if you guys ever gone to Indy, by the way, and you want recommendations for, like, places to eat or drink or whatever. I got you covered. But that was a, that was a really fun show, really fun memory. Um, that's the last concert I've been to. Taylor Swift was definitely my favorite. I think Mount Joy was my second favorite. I've loved seeing Rustin so many times. And I also really love Jason Isbell. But honestly, like every concert I've been to, even Macklemore, who is like the outlier when it comes to me and country concerts, which are pretty much all I've been to, that was still a really good show. I am a concert girly. 
I need recommendations for concerts to go to next year that are going to be like accessible for me and not a bazillion dollars. I am going to see Tyler Childers. That's the only show I have tickets to right now. I don't even know who else touring next year. I feel like I haven't heard a lot, especially in like the country music, like summer concert scene. I think they're starting to come out now. I definitely have my eyes on Taylor Swift. I also have my eyes on Zach Bryan to go see him. And I think he's going to both Illinois and Chicago or not Illinois and Chicago, Illinois and Ohio. And I think I was looking at the Ohio shows because they still had some tickets. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe after next year, I'll have to do a My Roman Empires of Concerts Part 2, where I talk about all the shows that I go to next year. But that's all I got. Today was a fun episode. I think it was a really good one to kind of ease my way back into recording the podcast and it was one that I could just kind of casually talk about these memories of these concerts that live right free in my mind and share my love for music share some artist recommendations with you all and yeah I hope you all are having a good day I'm feeling a lot better I think this talking <laughs> actually has helped even though I probably sound really, really rough. There are probably points in this podcast where I do not make sense. And I'm sorry, I will edit those out, or at least I will try to. But I feel a lot better. And I just want to thank you all for listening and sticking with me. And that's all I got. So have a good day. Bye.